The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to a brand new season of King Eric Commentaries. This is your director, James Don't Call Me Taylor Tyler. This is your assistant director, Perry Quiddle. And I am Susan Bridges, and I wrote this little thingy. I thought about coming to you, but I thought you'd be angry. And Susan, glad to be talking to you again. Thank you for joining me and Perry for the commentary. And, um... First things first, I want to say about this scene zero. Originally, I was thinking about doing sort of a season one in review, just sort of doing the major scenes from the entire first season to start this episode. And then I realized that I had the fortune of not actually having the uh, scene recordings from the from the first, I think, seven episodes, whichever ones I wasn't actually working on. I didn't have any of the scene recordings because Seth did all of those, so thankfully ah. I saved myself from having a lot of work because this opening scene zero is really long to begin with um, because so much happened in the well, end yeah. of last season, so I had, There's to, a lot to cover. had a lot to cram in there, but I think it works. I think we hit all the high points, so... Tommy, please, please don't. She's just a kid. I have to die. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, Yep. Sounds pretty. Sounds dramatic enough to me. All this uh, previously. I can save them. I can save them both. Well, yeah, and for people new to it, they'll be like, "Oh my God, what has happened?" Exactly. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that there's some people out there who haven't listened to the show before, because I think that this. A, you know, you need to go back and listen to the entire first season. But, you know, welcome for the second season and whatnot. Um, you're in for quite a ride. I just got around to reading the latest script that's come out, and boy, howdy. There's some good stuff in there. Um, so, yeah, and also that's a, a new piece of music from David that's making its Kingery premiere um, that I liked a lot. I it, really liked it, which I want to say. Which is Very good nice. because it's, uh, I think, the only bit of new music in this particular episode. A lot of classics coming back, you know, just to sort of get us back. Um, Welcome to the Kingery. The hardest I David Alex- I'm sorry, I think David Alexander McDonald's uh, music for the Kingery is always numbers. wonderful. Oh, really, like, it's great. I mean, everything yeah. he does for us is just fantastic. Um, just really phenomenal. Uh, and I actually really, really... That's one of my favorite things to do is actually listen to the yeah, music and place it and all they, that. Um, it's yeah. my one of my absolute favorite things to do. And a little behind-the-scenes information here, which is what this is all about. This um, first scene was actually the last um, scene in this entire episode to get mixed. Um, I mixed this episode, um, or this, this scene, rather, and um, it was... There were just a lot of the beginning, especially with all the marching and movement. It was something that I had to think about how I wanted to plot that and uh, dress the scene, basically. And I think it came out really well, but it was just uh, took a lot of planning (laughs) to get it right at the very beginning. And then how to transition this scene from the main one of the main uh, open areas into this alleyway where the rest of the scene happens. Well, I, I like to open with the difficult stuff, you know. Keep it busy. Right, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I will say, Susan, that you were as as um, much of a pleasure as your scripts are to read, and they are quite fun to read. They're even more fun to have to direct. There's some really um, not frustrating, but definitely tricky things that I have to do sometimes in both this script and your next script that um, 
screw with my brain a bit. I have to kind of turn it on the side. Well, it's funny because since I used to direct yeah, my Wonder Woman on? show, too, I, I kind of put a lot in the notes. Right. And so when I don't have a lot of notes, I just kind of say, well, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to, like, stifle no. your creativity. <laughs> I don't give you a lot of guidance either. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just like, Dugan? make this happen. <laughs> There's some little noise just... here or something like that. No. No. And yeah. here's a general yeah, rule right. of thumb for uh, no. people no keeping trouble. track at home for this episode. Anything that happens in Arkell's office is what Perry did. Anything that happens outside of Arkell's office is what I did. So this is Perry's first scene for this episode. Right. I, I took the easy way out and said I'll do everything in Tommy's office. <laughs> well, that's how I started. I did everything in Hook's yeah. office my first episode and then everything in Arkell's oh, office the second. So inside, it's nice to have just Boy, sort of one place fine. you can work with and I just have different settings there. Yeah, a lot is happening in Tommy's office. To backtrack just slightly, I have to give kudos to Perry for that crashing around noises. Um, Just really phenomenal. Um, And I'm curious where you found those. Um, There were a whole bunch of different noises, and I just put, uh, you know, wood crashing and glass crashing. And one of the weirdest sounds I got was um, just like a sheaf of papers being thrown on the floor. And then I put a distortion filter on it. And it sounded Last like all kinds of noisy debris off. stuff happening all over the place. Mm. Like that, it's um, but it just sounded Real. really, really messy. And so I ended up liking that. And I haven't seen him, but when I do, he's fired. I also want to say, oh, since uh, Alicia Lane Matheson is in this scene as Madeline Gray, um, so I noticed in the commentary track for a recent <laughs> Once Upon a Time in so Vegas that Alicia and Renee said they were intimidated by writers who mentioned story arcs in the commentary. So I decided, you know, I wanted wanted to get in on that discussion, so I named one of my audio tracks Story Arc, just so, you know, so I could intimidate people and, you know, feel like I was doing stuff. (laughs) turn stupid when they get drunk. Oh, I'm sure. If well, with the Kingery, we're, we've got the I whole season plotted out from day one, so right. it's a little I mean, more unusual. Saying, right, this is definitely a show that operates in those extremely planned arcs. I mean, we're episode to episode from the very beginning. I mean, I'm sure there's a sheet of paper out there somewhere that tells you exactly what's happening in Kingery 2X12. There is indeed. And I noticed the evil laughter there, so... That's right. <laughs> Terribly secret. I'd tell you, but then I would have to kill you. Right. And I'm the director, people. <laughs> and we need you, so, yeah. This is a... I think I do it here. Let me see. Oh, uh, no, I think this is just a fade-out. There's a transfer in one of these episodes, either the one I'm doing now or this one. <laughs> That uh, I do a transfer that I like to do where I bring Arkell's radio up and then move it to the other side to symbolize the radio playing. And uh, I think I mentioned this on the commentaries before, playing the same song in two different places. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that happens a little later in this episode. Okay, excellent. I'll pat myself on the back then, too. Um, great acting in this uh, particular scene. I was really, oh, yeah. when I was um, mixing this, I was just really uh, pleased with how it came out, especially um, 
uh, Catherine's performances. I think that, especially with the way that the last episode ended and this one picks up, she, as Tiffia, is on this completely different level um, right now, and I'm really appreciating it and just really digging it. And especially with some of the stuff that's coming up with her, I can't wait to hear what she's going to be doing with that. And and I love that whole, I lo- especially that line where Debbie says to Tithia, you're so smart, people write books about your body. And, you know, of course, Tithia doesn't take that well. And, well, you who would? But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what, what an honor. People write about how unique and weird and strange you are. Isn't that great? Yeah, it just it just goes to what you were saying, uh, Janie, about how they're on on different ways, like Debbie and Tiffy. Mm-hmm. And this whole, I mean, how um, I think I talked about this some on the last on um, the season finale. How Debbie is just not accepting blame for anything. That obviously this is Tiffy's fault. If she hadn't done what she would have done, none of this would have happened. When when you know, as far as I'm reading it, Debbie's the one who sort of is the catalyst for everything that's happened so far. So, great. No, you're reading it well, and, you know, it was funny. People were like, whoa, this is just so accurate. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I have this passive-aggressive mother. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot like my mom. Like, I could totally identify with Debbie. <laughs> that was a lot of fun for me. Your, your uh, mother doesn't happen to run a whorehouse, does she? No, but I imagine she'd be good at it. <laughs> that was a nice transition there. Um, yeah, this is... Um, yeah. Come in. <laughs> this piece of music is actually hey, called Bob. Stringery, Debbie. which I appreciated, um, and I use it quite a bit you for... drink? Yeah. More sort of great. dramatic conversational scenes, almost always on the radio, because I love the uh, sound that the radio distortion does to that. I'm sorry. Gives it for sort of a very almost yeah. old timey feel. Sure, boss. Um, mm-hmm. Which I, I appreciate. You because I need you to be on my side, Debbie. So, I mean, as good as uh, Pete Mylan and Lexi Rall are in this scene, I just got to say, actor Schmack, what really makes this scene is the sound of the sliding of the glass. You know, when Arkell pours the drink for her and slides it across the table, which was in the script, absolutely brilliant. And I just got to say, that makes the scene. It's ears, Debbie. You know, we've talked before about Arkell's radio being a character, and now Arkell's office bar is becoming a character in and of itself, I think, in this season. Um, and a very welcome character at that. Any time that Tommy's drinking, you know that good things are happening. It has definitely become a thing. So and that's good. It is very good. Um, Everything's taking on a yeah, life of sure. its own, you know? I mean, the more that you can sort of happen, define the world via sound, now, it's not just I think, like, I have a very, very clear picture of what Tommy's office looks like in my head, purely from sort of the different things. I mean, and me and Perry have talked about it. You know, we have leather chairs in there, we have the radio, we have the office bar, and it's just a very clear picture in my head exactly yeah, what the setup of it okay. is, especially seeing with episode 12 and this episode, you spend so much freaking time there that you kind of have to have a vision of what it is in your head. 
I want you to train Yeah, and sometimes things change a little bit. Like the first time he goes and gets a drink, he he walks over to the bar, and then somehow I think we wanted to um, tighten up the pacing a little bit, and we figured he brought the bottles and the glasses back to his desk. So after, you know, so the second and third time he gets a drink, it's just like it's right there. Maybe that's as it gets worse. He starts pulling them out of a drawer. Right, exactly. Eventually the glasses will be left all together. That's right. <laughs> just, just be the bottle. Okay. Straight from the bottle. Any more I think that's like where he's going. actually is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And both here and just in general, just phenomenal bunches. Have I mentioned that I, I honestly feel sometimes like we have the best cast, not just independent, but in the world? Like, I love our actors <laughs> so much. Your server will be with you in a moment. Well, you know, the casting Enjoy. was also collaborative. Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'm off All of us Anything decided. No, yeah. I think we're good. And on top Anything of planned? sort of, you know, I mean, no. the uh, core cast, um, but also sort of these um, new supporting roles that I'm having to cast now, I'm getting incredible auditions from people. I mean, just things that I didn't even imagine what I would have to choose on? from. No, I, I didn't so. like that. Well, now we have a lot more people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. Even a year ago, we weren't nearly as big. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. Are you okay? So speaking of the cast, Susan, you're in this scene. I wanted to ask you, what's it like writing for a character you know you're going to play? Well, you know, it's funny because I went back and I checked the old scripts when you were talking about this character, and um, I actually came up with this character. Just have a lot of <laughs> like we just needed someone okay. for Regina to talk well, to, and then have a good you know time went on, and I was like, oh, Seth will cast it, whatever. And so Seth just asked me to play it. Uh, so when I first started writing it, I didn't know I was writing me. Mm. <laughs> but then for scenes like this, she's more of a plot device than anything, and it's necessary for Regina to have someone to talk to you to bounce ideas off of. Hey Felix, ah oh, come on, call me Felix. To bounce ideas so, off of, here, and so. I have more input in Lois, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn, you are. Good. But you don't uh, succumb to any temptation to give uh, Sarah all the best lines? Have you been? No, as you can tell, Sarah doesn't have very many good lines whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see, definitely with that, I mean, Sarah's kind of the person that Regina talks to and kind of gives her a hard time, which, you know... It's a fine, and you and you do that character so well, Susan, just phenomenal. Okay. Um, but it is sort of just someone who's there for Regina to have someone to talk to. Um, and before we get done with this episode, I am so, so, so happy that Mark Zaracor has entered our cast as Fix and quickly becoming one of my favorite characters on this show. Yeah, yeah I agree. Absolutely wonderful. Because if you did, and this, I mean, it's funny going from sort of the very structured relationship between Jawbone and Arkell in the last season, and this much more complicated relationship between Fix and Arkell in this in this season, is a really interesting shift because there's a real power struggle between Fix and Arkell, and Arkell isn't used to people coming into his house and sort of, you know, threatening his power structure. 
And this was fun for me because I kind of got to create him, too, in a way. I mean, I get the outline, and we knew this guy was coming in. We all decided together on what he was going to be like. But you were the first one to put words into his mouth. Right, I got the first crack. Mm -hmm. Was that, I mean, was that the thing you found most enjoyable about this episode? Was getting the first first crack at fix, or was there something... Your desk looks plenty that was probably one of my favorite things, you know and I kind of based it on Bones and Get Shorty. Mm. You know that movie? Mm-hmm. I kind of have this idea of he kind of... He's not the smartest guy, no, no, no. but he's formidable. Ask her, uh, right. Ask her about so, or the twins. I kind of had some fun with that. Twins. Yeah, I mean, it, again, going back, comparing him to Jawbone, which is kind of, I mean, I don't think he's actually just filling that role, but I think he sort of, as Jawbone leaves, you have this new character coming in to sort of fill out Tommy's numbers. Um, and compared to Jawbone, I mean, he's a freaking genius because he's actually aware about what's going on beyond, you know, what's happening right in front of his face. Right. Um, also, quick note, Pete Milan, you know, always great to work with. Has some really Debbie. hilarious improvs here at the you end of this that episode. I was talking to you about? Well, yeah, much of this line that he's starting in right here where uh, he says, start, uh, off start him off and the man's yeah, got an appetite. Off, that's, got an that's appetite. improv and, and uh, just <laughs> really wonderful and this guy's bad news. really right in character and everything. Debbie. And it was funny because there's one bit in here that Perry was like, you know, this is actually yeah, in the right. script, so, you know, hopefully, you know, you think we should take this out. It might not be some thematic, such and such. He said, well, Pete's on the writing staff, so hopefully he's saying things that are thematic. <laughs> so, hopefully he doesn't get himself into a trouble. I didn't quite remember what his improv was all the way there, you know, and it's hard to hear on here. But mm-hmm. I think it might have been cleaner than what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote lots of naughty, naughty words in this script. <laughs> well, trust me. Again, the script I just read recently is nothing compared to this stuff. Which um, one did you just read then? I just read Neil's first script. Ah, and, yes. And it is something. Gray. <laughs> um, I, I won't say too much, but the first line in that script, I nearly spat beer everywhere on my computer. <laughs> that was a very fun uh, day we had going over the script. This is new for him, and so now I've actually written more scripts on Kingery than any of the other writers. Really? I was like, no, oh, because, this is all yeah. wrong. Because gotcha. <laughs> I just I have to take the first two. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, no, this is all wrong. It was very funny. <laughs> we had a good time. Uh, and how did this go so fast? Oh, my goodness. Well, I... This was a good episode, but it's a little short. Um, so... But thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, please stay, t- uh, stay tuned. Next month, we got another episode coming up, and I, I'm not kidding, people. It's good. It's good. Um, and I'll talk to both of you next month. Yay! Bye. Bye. Thank you.